Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Afternoon Rush. It's Dave Neal. It's February 8th, 2024, and we're going to dive into... All of your entertainment news. We are one workday away from Friday, and that means we are inching our way closer to Super Bowl Sunday, which is where all diets go to die. If you've made it this far into 2024, giving up pigs in a blanket, let me tell you something, it ain't going to last on Sunday. It's going to be a day of revelry, and I cannot wait. For the, I can't wait for Monday's episode of the podcast. We can rate and review all of our favorite commercials. Although I do have to say, if, you, if you've watched any network TV this week, you, you notice that all of the best Super Bowl commercials tend to leak early. You know, they pay so much for these commercials. Why wait till it's $3 million for a 30-second ad when you can air it on Farmer Wants a Wife? On, you know what I mean? Either way, speaking of Farmer Wants a Wife, I, I'm not one to dabble in all of the different dating shows. There's so many. There's Naked and Afraid, which, you know, I refer to my first uh, time, uh, you know, with a sexual partner. And there's, I mean, there's so many. But now, Farmer Wants a Wife is pretty good. I just watched episode one of season two. It's on Fox. Again, they should be paying me. How come... No producers for these shows have ever paid me to promote one of their... I'm just giving it away right now for free. I mean, seriously, doesn't Bachelor owe me something? So Farmer Wants a Wife is stars four farmers. They all come from different backgrounds, but essentially they're different versions of a white guy. <laughs> and they're probably not... I don't want to say they're not good at socializing, but they don't exactly live in areas where you meet a bunch of people. There's a guy who lives in a town that doesn't even have a restaurant, which, by the way, would be the end to me. I love nothing more than going to a restaurant and getting bottomless Diet Cokes all night long, baby. I know I'm quite the rebel out there without a cause, uh, but either way, uh, the show's good. I mean, it's heartwarming. They, you know, they all, eat, you know, just cho- choose the, the hottest girls. Like, d- did they pick the women based on character traits? It doesn't appear so. No, it appears as if they want the hottest women that they can. I mean, what are you going to do? They're farmers. I don't know. Uh, they're no different than you or I. Uh, but maybe, maybe they'll get to know their personalities and see if they can steer a bull. Although I tell you what, I don't think that's going to stop them. Uh, you know, women in the streets steering a bull in the sheets. How does it work? All right. Either way, I'll be, I guess I'll be recapping the show. If, uh, now that I'm watching it, I'm sucked in baby. And speaking of getting sucked in, we got some drama to get to some of which has been deleted. Sydney from this season of the bachelor has deleted her gaslighting video. As you know, she got a lot of hate for a video that was going viral of her explaining what gaslighting was after doing just that on the show. She's like, see, look, here's what gaslighting is. And to show evidence, I'll do it on national TV. Otherwise, we'll have to see on Monday how her two-on-one date plays out with Maria. By the way, I've, uh, I I uh, saw that uh, Logan, Logan Siegel, uh, right from a few seasons ago on The Bachelorette, has liked a few of Maria's photos. Who shouldn't? She's Maria. And by the way, I want to shout out to Maria's dad. I was told Maria Georgius, am I pronouncing that right? The Greek goddess from Canada. I've been told her dad uh, is a power listener. So shout out to all 
all of the parents out there keeping an eye on their kids. We appreciate you. And this Sunday, we'll be appreciating Frank Sinatra. The broadcast will open, the Super Bowl uh, will open with a Vegas tribute. Of course, the Super Bowl will be in Vegas, which it's like Sin City. We're going to have a lot to be sinning about this weekend. The first ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas is going to pay tribute to the city in a way that truly screams Sin City, or sings, rather, because it's going to include the late, great Frank Sinatra. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ there will be several My Way tributes prominently featured throughout the Super Bowl broadcast with Sinatra's famous rendition of the tune written by Paul Anka being the one to lead the opening segment. We look forward to all that we're going to see at this Super Bowl. It'll be a good one, folks. It's been a very competitive year. There's been a lot to cheer about. And, um, of course, we'll have your Taylor Swift update, whether you like it or not. But first, when it comes to wrestlers with beef, we've got The Rock stepping right into his role of instigator in the world of wrestling calls out all of a fellow wrestler's crybaby audience members. Dwayne The Rock Johnson got in full character to destroy anyone hating his new storyline with Roman Reigns, calling on all the crybaby Cody Rhodes fans to shut your bitch asses up. Fresh off his controversial return on SmackDown last week, the WWE legend joined the Pat McAfee show to address his decision to get back in the squared circle, as well as the criticism he's gotten for seemingly stealing the American Nightmare's thunder. I love this. Worldwide wrestling is soap operas for men. Now, I know women like it too, but this is, you know, storylines, it's drama, it's over the top. And then you've got someone like The Rock, one of the biggest stars in the world, but still Still knows his place, and also I think he has ownership in WWE now, so he's coming back to probably uh, you know boost the ratings. But even as a megastar, he comes back into the ring to dish a little dirt. Have a listen. I love Cody. I love his passionate fans. Then there's the other passionate uh-huh. fans yeah. of Cody. Yep. And they're called the uh, what's that? Oh, Cody Crybabies. Yeah. Oh, that's what they're okay. Called. All right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I didn't. I didn't know the name that was coming. It was the Cody it. Crybabies, yeah, okay. and these are grown-ass men. And uh, Cody gotta finish his story. <laughs> he has to finish yes. His story right now. It's like, wait a second. Hold on. Hey, Dad, you want to go outside and play catch with me? Not now. Cody's got to finish, <laughs> and I'm upset. The wife comes in. Hey, I like seeing The Rock get mad at internet trolls. Even The Rock. Even The Rock. Rock is annoyed at the internet trolls. Honey, do you want to go have sex? Not now! Story! At the end of the day, look, you got the Cody crybabies and you have the Cody fans, and then you have Cody himself, and there's a clear distinction between the three. But The Rock says this those Cody crybabies, the ones for every 10 tweets, they're shoving a chicken McNugget in their mouth. For every 20 tweets, they're shoving two McNuggets up their ass. What? The Rock says this all you got to do is sit back, know your role, shut your mouth, and enjoy the ride that The Rock is going to take your candy asses on so hashtag that hashtag shut your bitch ashes up hashtag cody crybabies all right so there he is nothing like a gassed up rock he needs to adjust his uh doses of testosterone because he's coming hard i love i love it you know I, you know we, we we all have one thing in common we're all gonna get older and we're not gonna like the way younger people do stuff you know what i mean so he's like oh you bunch of crybabies out there just funny to see like a giant man wrestler come after people. But hey, that's what we love. All right, I have a PETA update. I've got some Bachelor updates. I've got uh, so much more to get into. We're going to have it all today on this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour.
All right, where are my science nerds at? We had <laughs> where are my nerds at? From the front to back, where are my nerds at? Uh, take off, don't fog up your nerdy glasses, your four eyes. I'm kidding. Uh, we're bringing the woolly mammoth back to life. Now we already had this story. My wife likes to send me a good science story. She says there's an update. We now have a date for the woolly mammoth, a 22 month gestation period. So you thought you were annoyed at being pregnant for nine months? Try 22. Could you, oh, I pray. Pray for the father, the husband of the pregnant woolly mammoth for 22 months. Baby, rub my feet. Can you please? I've got to swap. My, my boobs are swollen. You know, whatever. I'm not making light of it. I know you go through a lot out there. I get a, I get a stubbed toe and I want to, uh, you know, amputate. So I know women are the stronger uh, gender. Trust me. We're not. We're, I'm not going there, ladies. Uh, I, already, I already made fun of cat women out there and you all came after me with your claws. Uh, pro dog channel. Uh, no, we're, we're cat friendly. Just don't let them near me. Um, anyway, it's an iconic extinct megafauna from the Ice Age. So well-recognized and beloved by all of us, especially children. They see it in movies and documentaries and in their school books. Yet, despite their familiarity, the woolly mammoth feels like a mythical creature. Sometimes people put them in the same category as dinosaurs, even though they were separated by 65 million years. What is hard to fathom is mammoths were walking the earth while humanity was building the pyramids. When you tell people that, it sounds crazy. Even the pyramids have a mythical quality to them and opens their eyes to the true timeline. So anyway, they've uh, we already knew that they were kind of uh, putting this together. I guess they're sequencing, I don't know, elephant DNA with woolly mammoth DNA. I don't know what what's going on there. All I know is um, what they're saying is by 2050, we could lose up to 50% of all biodiversity, and they're building technologies that could rewild extinct animals into the ecosystem. I know, I get it. This is how Jurassic Park started. Either way, they've got a date set for 2028. So set your calendars. Bachelor Rush Hour hopefully will still be alive and thriving. But in 2028, we will be announcing the birth, and hopefully we can uh, you know, maybe uh, think of some cool names for it. De-extinction is not an isolated event where it's 2028 and now we have mammoths. This is one thing we haven't been successful at getting people to understand. Speciation is a journey. It's like a river. It's not a stone. I don't know what that means, but we'll report back with any updates with regards to the mammoths. Dinosaur evergreens thought extinct for 2 million years discovered by park ranger. The grove is in the find of the century. How about that? From Australia comes a story too cool to believe, like a vegetable version of Jurassic Park or King Kong. <laughs> Can you imagine pitching that story? Yeah, we're going to make Jurassic Park, but for vegans. It's like, what happens? I don't know, poison ivy? <laughs> a, co- a copse of pine trees from a species that evolved in the Cretaceous era were found high in the mountains. These living fossils, to use the classic phrase, survived both the comet impact and subsequent global firestorm that killed the dinosaurs, as well as two intervening ice ages to make it it to our time. And Australian botanists are treating the specimens as a top-secret national treasure. The Woolamite pine evolved 91 million years ago and went extinct, according to the fossil records, 2 million years ago. 
but in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney, a stand of 90 specimens were found high in the more remote peaks in 1994. Oh, so this isn't even a news story. They found them in 94. Either way, congratulations. They're not extinct. All right. I like a story, even if it's 30 years old. Oh, speaking of a story long in the making, Jason Tartik has responded. Oh, boy. We knew this would happen. Oh, boy. We have a Jason Tartik versus Caitlin Bristow. Brawl happening. They are speaking to each other through their social media and podcasts. Caitlin Bristow earlier this week had said that she was feeling asexual in her relationship, which again, that's not a knock on Jason. That's a knock on their chemistry, right? Uh, either way, Nick Vial trolls Caitlin Bristow with shady comment on her ex Jason Tartik's shirtless photo. Jason Tartik posted a throwback photo shirtless, and then Nick commented, uh, you know, something like, oh, it doesn't look asexual to me, you know, saying, oh, you're sexy. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Not a big deal. Uh, but of course, a lot of commenters were saying, hey, Nick, why don't you go work on, you know, fathering your baby daughter? Like, what are you doing? Wasting your time on Instagram. But that's what they don't realize about Nick. He needs to, you know, uh, insert himself in between the fabrics of all Bachelor Nation uh, activities, lest he be forgotten. Dare he be forgotten from the lore of Bachelor Nation. It's like, Nick, don't worry. You're not going anywhere for a while. You're like a 90 million, uh, 90 million year old, uh, uh, you know, fungus they just rediscovered in Sydney. You know what I mean? New Jurassic era species discovered. It looks like a man from Wisconsin. His name's Nick. All right. I know people are going to say, oh, Dave, why are you shading Nick? Either way, Jason Tartik has responded to the claims of an asexual nature. He wrote this. Someone asked him a question on Instagram. Hope you are thriving. His response, that's nice of you. I can say with certainty, I have never felt better. I have put so much effort, time, and work into understanding myself at the deepest of levels and further understanding others. I am not asexual. No, I didn't say that. The liberation of knowing yourself. Uh, no, Jason's like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans account where people can watch me have sex, and you'll know I wasn't the problem. Listen, I'm not telling Jason to do that, but if he started an OnlyFans account, you'd be out of your mind if, if I wasn't buying it for a month. I'd be doing a power recap on it. Now, we would blur things out, but you, you know, who wants the play-by-play from Dave? Okay, the liberation of knowing yourself to the core and then being able to see others for who they really are and why is truly euphoric. Biggest takeaway, first, keep pointing the thumb at yourself and do everything in your power to hold yourself accountable. Know exactly who you are and why. We all have experienced traumas from our first memories that impact who we are today. Lean in. By the way, what the hell is he saying? I don't know. But the part where he goes, the liberation of knowing yourself to the core and then being able to see others for who they really are and why is truly euphoric. Euphoric. Now, could he not be talking about Caitlin? Yes, he could be talking about, you know, I don't know, his aunt or something. But I think it's safe to say he's talking about, I've seen my ex's true colors, which again, this is why I don't think either one is like necessarily thriving. I, I mean, I won't say they're not thriving, but it's like, all right, just get out there and fuck already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? Either do a podcast, and again, I'll gladly have them on Driving With Dave. They can both sit on window seats in the back. I'll I'll be the dad. If they start yelling, I'll just say I'll I'll say I'm turning the car around. We're not going to a party city any longer. Um I think they I think they just need to air it out on a podcast. I true I truly do. Just go on a podcast. You don't even have to air the podcast. Go in person 
air out why you both feel bitter, ended in a hug. No, because look, they they did see each other, I believe, at Chris Harrison's wedding, right? We interviewed Caitlin Bristow right as she was heading to Chris Harrison's wedding that weekend. She was nervous. She was going to see her ex for the first time after a few months. But time has passed. They're, they're past the fog of the codependency that you get when you have the oxytocin, you feel the commitment molecule, the bind from each other. They're past that. And they're just, you know, all that's left is memories and resentment. And that's all it is. But I am not a pushover because some, some of us said, oh, Dave, you're so biased. You're a people pleaser trying to stay in the middle of Bachelor Nation. It's like, well, look, yes, I'm a people pleaser, but it has nothing to do with Bachelor Nation. Like, I have no, sure, is Caitlin Bristow messy in her own way? Hell Yeah. That's what I like about it. That's what I like about Demi and Katie Thurston. I like these people that'll kind of go batshit on you. They'll tell you how they feel. They'll tell you about their emotions. You know what I mean? Uh, but is Jason Tartik this perfect bro? No, he's got his own issues too. So he could ignore it and let her do whatever cuckoo dance she wants to do, but he feeds it as well. So it's sort of a he said, she said, the only people winning here, I think, are you guys who get to watch this all go down. I hope they're okay. I think they are. I think they're doing just fine. But for the sake of all that is good in the world, I think they'll just both be better off trying to find their one. They can thank each other for exposing what they don't want in a future partner. All right, Katie Thurston's in the news. Katie Thurston has lost a brand deal because of a sex toy. And um, boy, that leaves bad vibrations in my hood. Okay, uh, yeah, you got that. Uh, it's a sex toy joke. All right, well, anyway, you know what? Let's get into the story right after the break. All right, it's your boy, non-partial or impartial Dave here, and we have Katie Thurston talking about a brand deal she lost because I guess they found out she had a sex toy, a dildo, on Matt's season of The Bachelor. I haven't listened to this, so let's listen to what she has to say, and then I'll give my ruling on whether or not it's fair of her to blame the brand versus, like, who's at fault here? Let's have a listen. Imagine 2021, you are nicknamed Dildo Girl, but it's embraced by Disney, Warner Brothers, ABC, America, because we love a powerful woman comfortable with her sexuality. Sex positivity was thrown around left and right. Fast forward to 2024, and a brand who I will currently not name decides, hey, hey we heard you were a dildo girl. Um, I know we had a big deal with you financially, but... Uh, we don't stand for women and sex positivity. It's a threat to our brand. Is it? Is it? Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll see about that. Damn. Them's be fighting words from Katie Thurston. Now, look, uh, I if I were to judge over who's right or who's wrong here, I would say if if they spoke to Katie the way she's claiming, then they're absolutely wrong, especially if there was a written contract that they were going to do work together and then they didn't Google her or whatever. That's on them. Now, I don't know if that's the whole case. I, I have a heart and I'm not calling her a liar. I'm just saying I think she summarized what they said. But my guess is they didn't say we don't stand for sex positivity. My guess is that's not it. But again, I don't even know what the brand is. It's a wild time out there. I'll t you know, just I'll re look, I'll tell you, well, let's go to the best comments from this thread. Um, Someone said they are just figuring this out now. Didn't the season air years ago? Their fault for not paying attention. Someone else said, I don't know why Adam and Eve haven't scooped her up. A company whose ethics I am not familiar with. She could be on those late night infomercials. I mean, yeah, maybe she doesn't want to be. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, we don't know. I mean, if the contract was aired, I would take it to court. I would take the, the contract to court. You, you know, it's not like there's any, it's like if there's a morality clause and then you do something, that's a different story. Very bizarre. Hope she gets her bag. PETA's in the news. They say, stop riding animals, people, even the fiberglass ones. Peter's all about protecting animals, even the man-made ones, apparently, because they fired off a letter to a Kansas company imploring them to stop putting critters on carousels. The notorious animal rights activist group directed the letter to Aaron Landrum, the president and CEO of Chance Rides, one of the nation's largest manufacturers of amusement rides in the U.S. I'm writing on behalf of people for the ethical treatment of animals. Uh, So anyway, they write this article and I guess they don't want, we're talking about carousel rides. You ever been on a carousel and you go on the unicorn? They got a video of one guy riding a great white shark made out of fiberglass. And they're saying, how dare you do that? I mean, what, you know, what are they going to do now? I, you know, can you ride a toadstool or is that bad for the mushroom community? I don't know, folks. (laughs) I don't mean to sound like an oldie here, but I'm like, well, they've gone too far. Um, All right. Travis Kelsey's gone too far. And he jokes about how much money he's spending to have family friends at the Super Bowl in 2024. He says, I'm on top of those finances. Well, as long as he's not paying for Taylor Swift's jet fuel to make it back from Tokyo, I'm sure he'll be just fine. Here's what he had to say. I'm not really doing much different other than uh, just uh, counting how much money I'm spending (laughs) on this damn Super Bowl for family and friends to come. Just making sure I'm on top of those finances and losing all this money. There it is. I guess he's uh, got the VIP suites, they say. Uh, you know, there's, uh, yeah, you got to, you know, you got to, look, you can't put your mom in the stands with those crazy Vegas monsters spilling beer all over her. You know, can you imagine scoring a touchdown and you look in the stands and your mom's doused in Bud Light? You know what I mean? You don't need that. You don't need it out there. So with much respect to Travis Kelsey's mom, let's just hope and pray for Travis. We'll have to set up a GoFundMe maybe that he's able to recoup whatever losses he has. Let me tell you something about Vegas, folks. Vegas never loses. They always win. So even though the Super Bowl will be a fantastic one, uh, Vegas is going to make their money back. I'll tell you that much. All right. Well, folks, we've made it. Can you believe it? Here's an update for you. Today, I recorded a very, very fun episode of Driving with Dave. It's going to air on Saturday. I got, with the permission of ABC, that's right, my first approved interview Your boy, Dave, we've come a long way. I've kind of shit on them for a long time uh, because they haven't wanted to play ball or answer my questions or whatever. But that's right. Your boy, Dave Neal, got Christina Mandrell, daughter of famed music duo, the Mandrell Sisters, and Brayden Bowers, uh, who, you know, of course, Brayden survived a near-death experience on a submerged vessel over the summer. So we got Brayden's story, Christina's story, how he proposed to her at the golden wedding and so much more. This is our first carpool episode of driving with Dave. We had them as guests and a surprise canine showed up. It was a fantastic episode. I'll have it fully for you this Saturday on Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. You can watch it on Bachelor uh, on uh, the Dave Neal Show on YouTube if you want to check it out that way. But either way, we have a lot in the works. I think we got Jed Wyatt coming out soon. That's right. Oh, yeah. We're going to hear Jed's side of the story. Nothing wrong with hearing his side. And if there's anyone else in Nashville you want 
to be on Driving with Dave. Or even, you know what? I'll take a trip to Atlanta. We'll we'll move far. Should we go to Atlanta? Let's get Rachel Kirkconnell on the line. I think she owes us a favor. Uh, anyone is in the neighborhood, you're welcome on Driving with Dave. But in the meantime, I appreciate you for all of the support. I made a nice video today thanking everyone after we officially dismissed our court case. That's right. We are officially, officially dismissed the person who accused me of harassing her didn't even want to show up in court to defend her accusations. She just quietly dismissed them and then immediately emailed me some crazy complaint. And you know what? I took that email and I sent it right where it should go straight up into the spam folder. I didn't read it. I'm not playing games. I'm not giving away my free time to anybody I don't want to be with. I want to be with you, baby. I hope you guys have enjoyed being with me. If you have, don't forget, you can subscribe. You can share us with your friends. Keep helping us grow this channel. You know, yesterday I actually shared on Chartable.com where the podcast was in the rankings. Maybe we should do this, maybe not every day, but maybe once a week. Oh my gosh, look at this. We have breaking news, folks. We're looking at this right now. Bachelor Rush Hour podcast has moved up the rankings on society and culture from 250 to 235. That is a 15-point jump. That's all because of you guys rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. I appreciate it all so, so much. I'll be back in the morning. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.